Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of You Can't Handle the Truth. Today's episode we are going to be talking about the new historical epic from Ridley Scott, The Last Duel, or this thing is, is it duel, is it duel, is it duel, is it duel, just whatever, it's the same with Dune or June. Like genuinely, two movies out right now that could be interpreted and said different ways, but uh, The Last Duel, let's just... See, that doesn't sound right. The Last Duel. But I don't want to say Duel, because that could be like diamonds, like jewels, you know, like J-E-W, not D-U-E-L. Duel. It's not a duel, though. I don't know. Anyway, it's a good film, to be fair. It's, it's a pretty good film, actually. So, yes, it's two and a half hours. Yes, it's a 1300-set film that jumps forwards like there's no tomorrow, and it jumps back at times, and... The whole plot, the whole editing process is a mess. It's an absolute shambles, but it's kind of good. Like, it's kind of impressively bad at times, but it's not... Okay, it's not bad, bad. It's just very, very hard to follow. You need to watch it twice, I'd say, because I just finished watching it for a second time. I watched it last week. I've kind of been thinking about it a bit, but then again, there's been a lot of other films out, so I've been watching those and thinking about those more. But this one's kind of just lingering in the back of my mind, thinking... Yeah, what I'm watching is actually quite impressive. Like, you've not really seen another film, especially recently, like this. It's a real mammoth movie. And I think what matters most is, after the two and a half hours, is there a good payoff? Is there something worth watching it at the end? And the answer is yes. The ending is fantastic. The ending is so worth watching the two and a half hours up until that point. Because, yes, it's very hard to follow. Like, I will admit... There was a point when I almost walked out. There was a point where I thought, nah, if they're doing this, what I think they're going to do, I'm leaving. I'm not I'm not down for this. I'm not watching what this is going to go on for. And unfortunately, but kind of to its benefit, it does, it does well what it's trying to do, which is tell a story from three different perspectives. And once you get to the end of it, you're kind of thinking, okay, I can understand why they did what they did. And it makes sense. You know, things are revealed that needed to be known right at the start, but you're watching it and you're thinking, what the hell is going on? Why is it jumping forwards like this, but not telling us? So there's a scene early on. Is this a non-spoiler review? Yeah, this will be the non-spoiler review. There's a scene early on when Matt Damon and Jodie Comer, who play husband and wife in this film, they are having a conversation in a dining hall, and in the very next scene, like it cuts, and the very next scene is them in a room together, in the bedroom, and Matt Damon comes in saying, I've missed you. But I'm thinking, what? Have I just slipped into a coma? Because he's literally just been having dinner with her. And now he's saying he's missed her. But it turns out, you don't find out until at the end. There's been like a few weeks or a few days at least between those scenes. But at the same time, I'm thinking, why, why cut it like that? <laughs> why is the editing so quick? that scenes just happen like that, with no mention of a time passing whatsoever. I still don't fully understand why, like, I can understand why they, why things aren't revealed until the end, because, you know, pivotal scenes happen in that space of time, but I can't for the life of me work out why they cut that in the way they did. It just seems really shoddy and really just odd, like, it's a very, very odd decision to make, so I'm really not a fan of the way it edits things at the start, however, Towards the end, it definitely gets better, and, you know, you're going for the last duel, that's what you're going for, you're going for that experience, um, and that battle, 
and it's fantastic it does not disappoint at all it's brutal this film is very very brutal at times and even some of the things that aren't brutal like the obviously you've got the action is being brutal but some of the other stuff is really hard to watch like the whole rape that ensues it's really tough to watch okay and i want to say it's brilliantly acted but at the same time it doesn't feel like it's acting which is weird it feels quite scarily realistic so yeah the acting is pretty flawless in that department um Jodie Comer is fantastic, Adam Driver is very good, Matt Damon, I do like Matt Damon in this film, I think he's good, he's got some bad wigs, he's got some very weird facial hair, but uh, he's good in it, he's very good in it, same with Ben Affleck, I think Ben Affleck is probably the best supporting actor in this, even with a blonde hairdo and blonde beard for some reason, but the thing I can't get over is the fact that they're all French, okay, they're all supposed to be French, but their accents, <laughs> Jesus Christ, they change so often, genuinely so frequently, and especially Harriet Walter's accent, she changes her voice so much, she's Scottish, she sounds American, she sounds British, she sounds a little bit French, she sounds American again, it's so strange, it's very odd and off-putting how often the accents just change, but what I do like is the fact that they're not trying to do these French accents like any other historical epic could do they actually just choose to go for their you know their own accents but they're supposed to be french so i don't i don't know what's going on but i do like it they've gone for like a death of stalin kind of vibe where yes they're all supposed to be russian and whatnot but they're all speaking in their typical accents or like cockney accents so it's great so with this film they do the same they are all just speaking Typical Matt Damon voice, typical Ben Affleck voice, but with a little flare of French here and there. Like some of the time he's speaking normally, and he'll just go off French and be like, Who is he? Where is he going? You know, it's just like, okay, so one minute you're just Ben Affleck, now you're French Affleck. I don't, I don't get it, but it's fun. You know, it's a fun film for the most part. Yes, it's pretty dull at times, but it, that's what it is. That's what happened back in the 1300s. So my biggest takeaway from this film is the reason it jumps about so much, like literally fast forwarding years in the space of minutes, is because life was boring back then. Life was extremely dull and nothing happened. That's why they have to jump forward a year at a time, just because that's when things started to happen again, so fair enough, like, I like the pace, but then again, when it starts off in kind of the last duel section in 19, in 19, what the hell am I talking about, 1386 I think it is, and then it jumps back to 1370, so you're watching this unfold over 16 years, and <laughs> starts in 1370, a minute later it's 1377 or something then it goes to 1380 chopping and changing at a rapid pace it's ridiculous it goes by way too quickly i will admit far too fast genuinely baffling to me how quick it goes and i just found myself losing track of time and losing track of what the hell is going on and what year it's supposed to be and why they recognize each other but then they don't and then it's just they're best friends and then they're not and yeah it's all it's all a bit of a wreck but it's entertaining and it's very well made so the fact that Ridley Scott is what 83 years old and he's banging out stuff like this jeez <laughs> it's pretty impressive it's very impressive and you know I'm just kind of a fan of these sort of films that he does because you know Exodus Gods and Kings I enjoyed that but my biggest takeaway from that film was the fact that it's rated 12 so you could only go so far with this it's rated 18 so it's brutal it's very bloody it's very 
harsh at times and yeah it's a very realistic gritty depiction of life back then in the 1300s for these characters that are french but they're actually just american i don't know i don't know man but yeah it's it's good it's a good film to be fair to it i do feel bad that it's completely bombed at the box office but it's just kind of been dumped out there in the middle of a frenzy of blockbusters so we've had no time to die then venom sadly then dune and we're getting eternals in a couple of weeks so yeah it just seems to have been released at a really bad time and there's not really a call for this sort of film like audiences aren't going out to the cinema to see this sort of film which is a shame because i can see this happening this is going to get dumped in a 1am slot on film four in two years time people will probably record it and watch it a couple of weeks later Watch it in multiple viewings because it's kind of a hard film to watch in one go. But at the same time, see, I feel like it could work as an anthology series. Like have three or four episode series from the different perspectives. Because that's basically how it's set out anyway. Because that's the thing, it goes through one perspective. Then it goes right back to the start, goes through the second. Then it goes right back to the start and goes through the third. And like to me, that's just kind of both genius as it is kind of not boring but just unusual and a risk it's a big risk this movie is a big swing to take and yes it doesn't always nail what it's going for but you've got to respect it and i think the performances alone and the bloody brutal aspect of it and the last jewel itself just go for the last jewel and you won't be disappointed it takes a bit of time to get there but it's a very very good payoff at the end of it and yeah jodie comer could get nominated for an oscar she's very very good in it um her accent goes all off as well at times she sounds scottish for some reason so yeah it's her and harriet walter's accents that they just go off so much ben affleck as well but yeah adam driver and matt damon at the forefront they're very very good in this film Ridley Scott directs it very well it's very well written from ben affleck and matt damon and nicole I can't remember her last name. I've got to check that. Yeah, I don't know how I'm going to pronounce this name. Nicole Holofencer. Holofencer. Holof... Yeah, Nicole. Um, co-written by her and Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. So it's a good script. It's a very good script. And adapted from a book, which I kind of want to read. Because I think, you know, when you're reading a book that's kind of... Well, I, I imagine it's set out in a similar sort of way and structure... When you're reading a book you can allow for that to happen because you are going to read it in different sections so you're going to read it not in one continuous go like watching a film unless it's that good that you have to read it all in one and you can't put it down but i think you know when you're reading a book you have that option to just put it down and pick it up later on but with a film you've you can do the same with the film but when you're watching it in the cinema you can't so you can't just pause it it's kind of hard to follow at the cinema and I wasn't aware that it was going to be set out like this. So maybe if other people are, it's kind of more understandable. It's an ambulance again. Maybe if people are aware of this is how the structure is, like it's going to go for three chapters, three truths to tell. But it's very clever the way it does it. So little things are changed here and there, like dialogue interactions are different, looks are different, like literally the smallest of details are different. But it's fantastic. It's very, very well done in terms of how it's portrayed and how it's different each time. So I do like that. I like the way it's told. I like the film. I do actually enjoy the film. Yeah, it's not one of my favourites of the year, but it's one of the most interesting. It's definitely one of the most different experiences and interesting watches for sure. So I, I enjoyed it in that respect. And I do like Ridley Scott and I can't believe 
83 years old and he's got the house of gucci coming out next month too so two films in the space of a month and he's 83 <laughs> that is mad that is so crazy anyway yeah i do like this film um i hope people actually watch it because i feel like nobody's gonna even hear about it and it's just gonna get dumped into a random 2am slot one day in a couple of years time i think it should be on disney plus in a couple of months maybe even next month because the theatrical window is going to be much shorter these days so 45 days i reckon it'll be on disney plus because it's distributed by 20th century studios so yeah um i recommend it i would recommend it actually bit of a hard watch two and a half hours it's a big commitment but if you can watch dune which doesn't have an ending you can certainly watch this which is the same length and it does have an ending and it's a very 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 good ending so yeah go for the last duel enjoy it duel duel god damn it i'm done anyway i don't have to speak about this again so yeah i enjoyed it and that's pretty much all i want to say for the non-spoiler review I'll do a little bit more of an in-depth one soon, and uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy. So, The Last Duel, this has been that. I've messed up what I was going to say. I've been Kieran, anyway, and I shall speak to you. This has been You Can't Handle... No, how do I say it? I've forgotten the ending. No, this has been me, I don't know, and I shall speak to you in the next episode of You Can't Handle The Truth.